how would you like to help plant trees in heavily deforested areas of the world just by doing something that you probably do many times every single day? Sounds pretty weird, right? Well, recently a work colleague of mine, Dave, told me that there is an internet search engine that will plant trees on my behalf. He told me that it will even count how many trees I've helped to plant by the amount of searches I've made. I had to find out more. I had to find out what the feck is going on with Ecosia. Nikola Maximovich is a manager with Ecosia and I had a chat with Nikola over Skype and I started off by asking about the who, the where and the why of Ecosia. So Ecosia was founded by um, Christian Kroll. Um, he's our founder. He's um, he's German. We're, we're a Berlin-based company. And essentially Christian finished a, um, a degree in business um, and afterwards he started, uh, he took a bit of time off to go travel the world um, as sort of most people do. And as he was doing that, he um, was kind of looking for some inspiration as to what to really do um, career-wise, what to sort of dedicate his time and, and energy to. Um, and he'd been interested in, in social business for, for a long time. So he knew that that was the path that he wanted to go down. He really believed in, and we all still believe that actually social business, which means a company which uses its profits to do to do some social good or environmental good, uh, a company who sort of measures its success, not just by its monetary um, growth, but also by some other factors. In our case, it's it's trees or, or, um, or environmental benefit. Um, and so he knew that was that was kind of a social business is the path he wanted to to follow, but he still wasn't really sure what exactly that would um, that would look like. Um, so as he was traveling um, around South America, actually, he started to learn quite a lot about um, deforestation, particularly the impacts of deforestation um, on on the environment, but also on people, mm-hmm. um, on agriculture, on food production. Um, and actually, alongside that, he learned about the benefits of tree planting, which is something that he didn't necessarily know um, know so much about before. I think most people um, sort of know that, you know, trees are good for the environment, but maybe not so much um, the specifics. And what he learned was that actually by restoring a landscape with trees, you can bring so much benefit to to the people that live there because you regenerate the soil, you bring back water systems. It means that people can depend on the land in a much more sustainable way and not to mention the sort of wider environmental benefits in terms of climate change and, and carbon capture and um, and so on and so forth. Um, and so that's where this idea um, came across about, well, actually, tree planting is something that he, he realised was you could have a huge impact both on people and the environment and actually quite a low, um, quite a low cost. And that it was something that was, um, you know, quite, quite easy to do. It's not, you know, it doesn't require a huge amount of um, technology or industry or anything to, to just simply, you know, restore a landscape. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the idea for a tr- sort of tree planting search engine kind of evolved. He also was learning about actually the search industry and particularly just how much money was being made through um, search, which is basically um, all through ads, so search advertising. That means that when you search on any search engine and if you were to click on the top link or the top few links, somewhere, some, somehow someone is um, an advertiser basically paying whatever search um, provider it is. So 
It's all well and good having a social conscience and it's so admirable, I suppose, to come up with a social business idea. But it's another thing going up against search engine giants like Google. That's massively ambitious, surely. Mm, I think it is. But on the other hand, I think it was partly the the realisation that so much money was being made just through this um, through the search industry by a few a handful of key players, um, really just, you know, one um two or three out push i think that was really um the realization well hold on a minute there's so much i mean we're talking billions annually that um that google makes and it's i think that was kind of the rather the incentive well hold on a minute there's only just one key player here and there's billions billions of um dollars every year being made from this and basically just all going into company shareholders profits and actually if even just 0.1% 0.1% of that was to go into tree planting. That would be millions and millions and millions of trees a year. Um, and I think it is ambitious, but on the other hand, you know, it's it's a unique idea. There's no other social business sort of search engine. There's no one, that industry doesn't have anyone, that kind of social element yet until until um, Ecosia came along. So we really haven't had the kind of very quick, robust growth that you see from startups such as Airbnb or that have sort of these huge various investors and, and first round, second round investment, all this kind of thing. Um, Ecosia was very profitable very early on and had very sustainable growth. And actually that was all possible because it was kind of, it grew by word of mouth. It grew quite organically. People really loved the idea and really, really supported it. And we have users that have been using Ecosia for, for five or six years and they're they're still super, super excited by it and they're really engaged in, in the projects. And um, I think that's something that that we've been able to to do is actually have have a way to reach people with something that they do every day and sort of little by little kind of make them a bit more conscious about, uh, on the one hand, some issues that are happening, you know, environmentally and in terms of agriculture and things like this. And on the other hand, just showing them that there are solutions and that actually sometimes it just takes a realization of oh, actually well yeah you can go up against google and of course we're never going to be as as big as google we are tiny 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 um particularly when you compare us to google but nonetheless we're able to plant millions and millions of trees and i have my laptop open in front of me actually and i'm on the ecosia info page and it says over 22 million trees planted in fact it's counting in front of me as we speak it's 22 million 392 thousand 255 56 57 58 so that's how many trees have been planted because of people searching so can you, in the simplest possible terms, break it down as to how this works? Because anyone I've told about Ecosia gets confused. And I have to be honest, I get a bit confused myself. So how does it work? So basically, we make money from people using Ecosia. And the way we make money is that when someone clicks on an ad, a lot of people say, oh, but I don't click on ads. Well, they're not pop-up ads. They're not sort of flashy ads. It's just sometimes the first result or the second result. And it's the same way that um, Google makes money. So all it is is that we, um, of that money that we make from these ad clicks, we use 80% of the profits of that to plant trees with. So that goes straight into um, into tree planting. So that number that you see on the on the info page, that main tree counter, that's worked out basically um, as as a real average. So what we're looking at is the total number of um, money that's coming in 
um, that we go that we put towards tree planting divided by the average cost that we have per tree. Right. And then from a geographical point of view, you're obviously targeting areas that suffer greatly from deforestation. So are we looking at South America, Africa? Where are we looking at? Exactly there. So to be specific and, and exact, it's we really focus on what's called biodiversity hotspots. Um, and those are areas that have um, a really high con- concentration of endemic species, which means species that are only found in that area, um, but which are really under threat. So these are kind of the areas in the world that um, kind of maybe most famously Madagascar. So Madagascar's had over like 80 percent of its rainforest destroyed. Similarly, um, Brazil, um, Indonesia, the, uh, the Horn of Africa, uh, even parts of Spain are actually um, biodiversity hotspots. And I believe even some parts of maybe even California. So there's sort of these areas around the world and we really focus because we can have the biggest impact in these places. And something I'm big on myself from a journalistic point of view is transparency. And when I first heard about it, my reaction was, come on, there's no way. They're all just numbers. But you do have strong evidence as to where the money is going and where the trees are being planted and so on, case studies, etc. Would that be right? Yes, exactly. Um, So we actually just publish um, on our website all our uh, monthly financial reports. And on those, you can see um, how much we spent on our rent, what our server cost was. You can even see the total spent on employee salaries. Um, you can see how much we spent on marketing, how much went to tree planting. Everything is there. And then we also, alongside those, we also publish the tree planting receipts, which means basically just showing how much money went to what partner in that month. So it's all on the on the website, and people are, are more than welcome to to peruse and and and. Um, examine those. <laughs> sure, yeah, absolutely. And how many people work for Ecosia, by the way? Um, so at the moment, we're about 25. Right. Yeah, we're hiring, um, we're in the process of hiring um, some, uh, quite a few for quite a few roles now. So we're growing, we should be 30 quite soon. Um, a couple of um, people work sort of part-time-ish, so um, we have quite a flexible working atmosphere. We allow um, people are allowed to work remotely on Tuesdays and Thursdays, which is great. Some people um, work, for example, four days a week, um, particularly some people that have kids and that want that bit more flexibility. So, yeah, we have about 25, but we rarely have 25 in the office. And it's all in Berlin, yeah? It's all in Berlin, yeah. Okay, and I'm interested to know, actually, whether or not you think there is sort of a worldwide movement now in the world of social business. I would like to think so, yes. Um, I think that people are becoming a lot more conscious about just just how much, I guess, money is made by certain businesses and how much, I guess, also how much damage certain industries create and the need to just be a bit more responsible, to be a bit more sustainable. And I think that especially with the with the growth of the, the tech sector, tech industry, and also with, I think it's safe to say that now sort of millennials coming in, um, starting to enter the working world, I think this generation is a lot more, uh, I think cares a lot about more about climate change and maybe has grown up with the kind of threats and the kind of realization that you know something needs to change and then therefore they kind of look for for jobs that are are more in a social sector and so I think so at least I see that happening sort of a lot around the UK and certainly around in Germany 
Um, so I'd like to see that. I'd like to say that that's happening. I hope that it will just sort of really continue. Sure. And just to get the message out there, Nikki, this is something that you can use, just like any search engine, and you can do something positive. You can help make a change in the world. It's as simple as that. Exactly. I mean, it is a little bit hard to believe that why on earth would a company choose to give essentially all of its profits away? Um, and that's what we do. There are no payouts to shareholders. All the all the money stays in the company, and 80% of the profits go to the um, to our tree planting partners. 20% is goes to a tree planting fund. That is money that will eventually be spent on um, on tree planting, or for example, on maybe on a small renewable energy program for one of our um, one of the communities we work with. So that money still goes towards something that is beneficial towards people and the planet. So really, it's all the profits. And I think that people really struggle to, to believe that because I think it's very rare um, for a CEO to, to make that decision. And I think that's what makes Ecosia so cool is that it, it really is. It really is what we do. And it doesn't cost you anything. And I think that's that's what's inspiring about it. I think that shows that imagine if more companies were to do this, it would create massive change, although positive change all over the world. And just to be clear, by the way, although this company is doing great things, you all do get paid though, right? Like this isn't a charity per se. The CEO and the staff do get paid. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we all get paid normal salaries. They're not, they're, they're pretty much just standard market um, average for Berlin. And that's it. I mean, all, all that's really happening is it's it's the profits. So, once you've taken into account our, our operational costs, then whatever's left over, all of that goes to the tree planting. So yeah, we're not a we're not a um, NGO, we're not a charity, we're a, we're a social business. Um, we pay tax. That's also crucial to to, <laughs> to note. I kind of see Ecosia as basically a a sort of self financed um, charity in a way because we don't we don't take donations. We sort of source our own our own income. That wraps up another episode of What the Feck is Going On. I should mention, by the way, that Ecosia is powered by the search engine technology of Bing and Ecosia's individual algorithms as well. And you can use Ecosia as your default web browser. And there's also an app available too. So I'll be back soon with another episode of What the Feck is Going On. And in the meantime, if you want to check for updates, as always, it's at What the Feck Pod on Twitter. You can email whatthefeckpodcast at gmail.com. And all the previous episodes are available to listen live and to download on iTunes, Stitcher and SoundCloud. Thanks for listening. Listener.